0: Well, hey, friend. Thank you so much for listening in to the radio broadcast today. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry. You're listening to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio program, and I greatly appreciate the fact that you are. This broadcast has been playing over the airwaves for, let's see, about 60 years or so, and to God be the glory, we're not planning on slowing down anytime soon. But I have an important question for you today. As you're listening, wherever you may be, could you answer this question, Will you live forever? Now, of course, if you take that question, will you live forever, and apply it to the physical sense, we all know, unfortunately, with the passage of time, that our bodies will begin to break down, and at some point, we will breathe our last And hopefully there will be loved ones and folks that cared for us in this world that will gather and maybe say a few words, have a memorial service, a funeral service. We know that physically speaking, we will not live forever, but on the spiritual side of things. With eternity in view, if we answer that question biblically, will you live forever? The answer is yes, you will live forever. The question, though, is where? It could be a place called heaven, but the choice is up to you. I'm reading right now from a gospel tract that we print and produce right here near Bloomington, Illinois, central Illinois area, right in the breadbasket of America. Something called gospel tracts are produced, shipped around the world, over 170 different countries, and this gospel tract titled with that question, Will You Live Forever?, is one of them. I'd like to ask you, if you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know the biblical answer to that question, or how, more importantly, how you can live forever in heaven, but you'd like to, would you go to BibleTracksInc.org? That's BibleTracksInc.org. The announcer at the conclusion of the program will give you more information about how you can contact us. But if you are a Christian And you know that you're going to live forever, in heaven, eternally. You're happy about that. You're not ashamed of Jesus, but you'd like to tell some other people about him. Would you also go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and you can order this gospel track for free? Oh yeah, did I mention they're free? We've been shipping them around the world for over 80 years. I'd love for you to be a part of our distribution network. Be a partner with us for the gospel's sake. Will you live forever? Read this gospel tract and find out. Today, we find our place in Nehemiah, chapter number six. We've been working through the book of Nehemiah for the last while, and I'm excited for us to continue in this vein today. We have a powerful thought for you, but before I go any further, I'd like to tell you, I'd like to give little updates about where God has taken me and what I'm doing in the work of evangelism. Of course, one hat that I get to wear is that of executive director of this ministry called Bible Tracks Incorporated and I am so privileged to be able to stand on the shoulders of giants and in the shoes of great men. They're big shoes to fill but by God's grace we are doing our best. But another hat that I get to wear is that of an itinerant preacher traveling around the country and at times around the world preaching the gospel. And my travels this week take me to a place called Dwight, Illinois. That just happens to be my hometown. That's where my wife grew up for many years and that's where our home church, our local church assembly is at in every year around August time frame they put on a massive event called the Midwest Christian Boys Football Camp otherwise known as Man Camp and that's where I am this week it's the Midwest Christian Boys Football Camp you can find out more information for next year at mancamp1994.org that's mancamp1994 Dot O-R-G. I'll give you some more information a little later on, but really, it's a leadership and character-building camp where young men are hooked, if you will, by the idea of football. I, I loved playing football growing up. We played backyard football, sometimes two-end touch, more-, more often tackle football with no pads, playing with the neighborhood boys. and I relished the opportunities that I had as a young man myself to come to football camp. And learn some things not only about God, but about myself. And we'll talk more about it throughout this week. But just by way of giving you an update, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. I'll be preaching on Wednesday afternoon at this camp. And I'd love for you to pray for me. There will be an excess of 200 boys here on the property. 100 something pastors, missionaries, evangelists, staff. It's just a phenomenal way to reach the next generation. You see, someone, somewhere... Something is reaching the next generation, and too often times it's the world, the flesh, and the devil, but it should be people of the book. People that believe that God is king, that Jesus Christ is his son, that he died for your sins and for mine. Those are the type of people that should be influencing the next generation, and man camp is one tool for that end. And so pray for me if you would. Evangelism will take me over 50,000, probably close to 60,000 miles this year, but today I get to be close to home here in Dwight, Illinois. Pray for us and the work of the Gospel here. Now, I've been giving you, the past week or so, updates on our building project, a brand new Bible Tracks Incorporated building, but this week, because we are in camp mode, we're taking a little break from that, we are going to begin in earnest next week. So continue to pray for that project, we're still waiting on some different things, materials to come in, you know, the global supply chain is in a little bit of a mess right now, and so thankfully, we have just about everything we need on hand nothing is going to hinder us at this point, but pray that that continues to be the case. Just all these different types of things, lumber and windows and flooring and drywall, and praise God to God be the glory. People have already given very generously to that project. If God lays on your heart to give to our new building project, it's going to allow us to absolutely do God's work here of getting the gospel out so much more efficiently. I'm so privileged to be a part of a ministry and to be speaking to donors and faithful prayer warriors like you. And so pray for us if you would. We'd greatly appreciate it. Now, have you found your place? Nehemiah chapter number six, Nehemiah six. I'm excited to share this topic with you today because I believe it spoke to me and I think it might be a help to you as well. Let's look at Nehemiah chapter number six and verse number 15. So the wall was finished in the 20th and fifth day of the month Elul in 50 and two days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, And all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Aren't you glad? Doesn't it make you happy? Isn't it a good moment when God's work is so evident that not only do God's people see it, But the rest of the world and maybe even the enemies of God's work realize that this is God. We've got to be ashamed of what we've been doing here, these enemies of God, because God, Jehovah God, has been the one that's been doing this work. Can I tell you this? That God's work rubs evil workers the wrong way. I heard an old preacher once say that if God's work or if God's work through his people is rubbing you the wrong way, if you're at odds for some reason with people in your church or your Christian community there, and you're having problems, then maybe, just maybe, friend, you need to turn the cat around. Here's what I mean by that. Get the picture in your mind. Cats don't like it when you rub their fur the wrong way. They'll often make themselves scarce if you can't figure out how to pet them the right way. But for us as Christians, if God's work is rubbing us the wrong way, we need to do a self-examination. We need to become self-aware enough to realize that maybe we are the ones that are in the wrong because God's work should never rub Christians the wrong way. You might be in a position where someone else, another Christian, is quote-unquote more successful than you. Maybe they have a larger Sunday school class. Maybe they have an easier time talking to people about the Lord. Maybe God just seems to be blessing their work. Hey, pastor friend, maybe someone else's church is growing quicker than yours. Can I tell you, God doesn't usually bless talent. He doesn't bless that sparkling personality or that overabundance of charisma. He Blesses faithfulness, and to God be the glory. Nehemiah and the people that worked with him, those hundreds and thousands of people, they stayed faithful, and they got the work done. And you know what it did? It rubbed the evil workers the wrong way. Romans one sixteen says this: For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. If you are ashamed of the gospel of Christ, you need to do, again, a self-examination. You need to think about your relationship, or maybe I should say fellowship, with God. You and I, Paul tells us in the book of Romans, should not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. God's work shouldn't rub you the wrong way. You better know, though, who the power source is. It's sad sometimes when lost people, those who don't know Christ, are more adept at identifying what God's work is and what it is not. For instance, 2 Timothy 3.5 says this, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. You better be very careful, my friend. As a Christian, as a little Christ, as one that claims to know God Almighty, You better be careful of having a form of godliness, but denying his power. The Bible says from such turn away. If it's God's work, you better give him all the glory. You better make sure you're plugged into the right power source. Your radio that you're listening on right now would not do very well if it was not plugged into maybe the electronics of your vehicle or plugged into the wall outlet of your home. All of a sudden, the sound would go shh. It would turn off. Why? Because you're not plugged into the power source. Maybe it has a couple of batteries in the back end of it. Well, if you take those batteries out, your radio is going to stop working, won't it? Well, why do we think our Christian life is going to be successful when we try to unplug God's work from God's power? Who are you trusting? Psalm 31.1 says this. David said, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed deliver me in thy righteousness. Let me ask you, are you doing God's work? Maybe God's work is rubbing you the wrong way, and maybe it's your fault. It's not God's fault, my friend. Would you get involved with the work? Nehemiah and the people that God had him in charge of did such a marvelous work. I would love for you and I to partner together for the sake of the gospel. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to ask a serious question. I mean, it's intense. Here's the question. What comes first, faith or family? We're going to learn from the book of Nehemiah a little more tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated.